What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got K-Love, you got Stevie P coming at you for our third podcast of the year. Uh, what's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, guys? So today, what we, what Steve and I did was just did a quick little way too early rankings. You know, uh, you know everywhere has got their rankings already up. Like, you know, we know what's going to happen, but... You know, you have guys in different places and stuff like that after the draft and who know, who knows how it's going to work out. But for right now, we're going to go through our, our top just some discrepancies in our top guys, you know, so top 15 quarterbacks and tight ends, top 20 running backs and receivers. And uh, you know, just just talk about guys that not necessarily even were that different. And I mean, when you get into the top 15, you're not going to be that different or top 20. It's not going to be crazy different, but. Towards the bottom of the top 20, I think Steve and I came into a little bit of a disagreement. Would you say? Yeah, definitely. So when it yeah. started getting into the, you know, I guess 16 to 20, we started, there was, I had some names that you didn't have. You had some names I didn't have. You know I mean, and I think the arrangement of the guys we had in that back end were kind of a little bit different. So, yeah. All right. So let's start it off with the quarterbacks. Um, the first one we want to bring up. Uh, from my rankings and your well from your mine and your rankings but I have Aaron Rodgers at five you have him at nine um you know you have him behind guys like uh, Justin Herbert uh Lamar Jackson Deshaun Watson uh Russell Wilson I have Rodgers ahead of all of those, those guys um are you down on Rodgers expecting kind of a, a, a you know a, a worse year here? Or is it just you think those other guys are going to be a ton better? Yeah, you know, just looking at it, Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong, he's he's great. He's one of the best to ever do it. Uh, you know, I like Aaron Rodgers' game. My, I think my issue with A-Rod is that, for one, he, was, he had like a completely unsustainable touchdown rate. His touchdown rate was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? The dude was throwing basically a touchdown every, what was it? I think it was like eight passes, seven passes, you know what I mean? Like, he was throwing a touchdown. Threw over 40 touchdowns, you know what I mean? Uh, to me, it's just not sustainable. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to do that again. And with him coming off of the MVP, guys coming off the MVP always make me nervous. You know what I mean? I always have a thing with guys that, uh, you know, come off the MVP. I just don't think they're going to do it again. Um, you know, we saw it with, you know, we saw it with Patrick Mahomes. We saw it with Lamar Jackson. We've seen it, you know, guys who have huge, huge seasons or career years, you know, they come back and they don't have that career year the next year. So to me, I think A-Rod is definitely still in my top 10. Uh, but to take him over guys that I think just have higher ceilings on, on teams that, you know, could have to be throwing the ball a lot. Now, Herbert is kind of my, like, stretching point because Herbert, you know, I think if Darwin James is healthy and that defense is healthy this year, I don't think he maybe he has to throw as much. But until I see those guys healthy, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to rank it the way I got it ranked. Yeah, see, I, I don't think much changes for Rodgers. Um, maybe, obviously, his touchdown rate, but, um, you know, you, you look at what that team did. You know, it's kind of what they do in the in the red zone. You know, they they 
they force feed Devontae Adams the ball in the red zone. Uh, you know, they have they added a, a big tight end in Robert Tanyan who uh you know was able to make plays for them and get into the red zone. I think he had, you know, eight touchdowns, I think it was. But uh, you know, doing that, like I do think they're gonna rely on on Adam, um Aaron Jones a little bit more, but I think losing Jamal Williams, um, I don't see AJ Dillon as kind of a Jamal Williams. Like I, th- I think Jamal Williams was a nice spark plug. I don't know if AJ Dillon's going to be that, and you know, I-, I just think the difference in the passing game will probably come. You know, probably going to be it's going to probably be shown in that. You know, um, I do think Jones is going to be good, but Jones is going to get his every year. It doesn't doesn't stop Rogers from getting his. So. You know, I don't I don't really see any difference in Rodgers, uh, you know, coming into this year. And in fact, you know, his third year in LaFleur's system, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be. Plus, he's also looking to he he's also preparing for himself to get out of there because they drafted Jordan Love. So he knows the end is coming. And I don't think he wants to. I, you know, he's going to want to get paid wherever he goes next. Mm hmm. So with that, I think he's still going to have that fire underneath him to make sure he's putting up those numbers so that he can get one last contract, you know, for his his swan song. Yeah. And 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 so, OK, so in 2011, he won the MVP. The yeah. next year he was quarterback three. So, you know, that's not a big drop off. Uh, and then the other year that he won was 2014. Uh, he was also the MVP in 2014, and then the very next year he was QB7. So, you know, when he has been a MVP, he hasn't had a huge drop-off. But, I mean, this is also a guy that's going to be, what, 38, I believe, going into this season. And, you know, I... I Tom, Tom's 42, bro. We oh, can't you know, use AJ for... We but can't Tom, use AJ. Tom is not really killing it in fantasy, though. Tom is just... He's just nah, an okay I fantasy. Guess, I guess mean? not for fantasy, but he won the Super Bowl. We can't oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> we I mean, can't Tom agrees the GOAT, but, you know, for fantasy purposes, if... And my, my tune will change if they pick up a wide receiver in the first oh, round. Man. If they draft a wide receiver in the first round, somebody that I like... Then I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, this rank is going to go up. But as of right now, if you know, with the, you know, Green Bay Packer track record has never shown that they want to give this guy any kind of serious weapons in the first round. <laughs> so no. you know, I, I'm I'm going by what I've seen in past drafts. I just you know I don't see them taking someone to help. Him I out. think they will. I think I that they do. I think they will. I think I think they caught a lot of flack last year drafting Jordan Love instead of getting Rodgers an additional body. Could you imagine if T. Higgins was on this team? Like oh, it yeah. would just be unbelievable. Dude, we said that last year but, after the draft. Yeah. We were like, dude, you could have got T. Higgins. You could have got like there were so many names that yeah. they could have gotten. So, the, yeah, uh, it was like, dude, that were taken in that second round. Yeah, it was just it was um, terrible. Yep. So moving on to another quarterback that, uh, Steve, you are going to have to uh, you you must love this guy. Trevor Lawrence is your number fourteen quarterback. Without seeing a snap of his in the NFL, that is your that is your uh, opinion. Yeah, um, it's actually not that crazy to me. So if you look in the past, I don't know, five years, right of quarterbacks coming out of 
you know, the draft and being fantasy relevant. You know, Joe Burrow last year was great. Justin Herbert last year was great. Like, those are two guys that, you know, if Joe Burrow don't get hurt, he finishes in the top 12. You know what I mean? You go the year before that, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray finished, what, QB7, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You know, you go to the year before that. You know, you have, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Year before Baker that. Mayfield. Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. was a, a top 12 guy. You know, like did he finish top twelve? Yeah, well, p- points per game. He didn't. He points missed the first. Game. Yeah, okay, he yeah. missed the first two games because of Tyrod. But yeah, you know, on a points per game basis, he was a top twelve guy. So to me, uh, if Trevor Lawrence comes into this Jaguars team uh, and they add some pieces in the draft or you know whatever they do to make this offense better, I think he is poised to you know he. He's poised to be a very good fantasy quarterback. Like, this is a team with a bad defense, even though they added a whole bunch of defensive players in the free agency. To me, they didn't add anybody that's going to change that defense and make it, you know, fantastic. They're still going to give up points. He, You know, they're. I think they know that they, you know, you got, you got the Indianapolis Colts, which, you know, just brought in Carson Wentz. We don't know what that offense is going to look like, but we all assume that it's going to be a, you know, mid-20s scoring offense on a weekly basis. All right? You have... Deshaun Watson in that division, don't get me wrong, I don't think that team is any good. But if with all his legal troubles, I can't see them trading him right now. So he's going to stay in that division, and that team can put up points. Like This is a division that I think the Jaguars feel like if they can put up 25, you know, average 25 points a game, 26 points a game, they could win this division because, you know, this is one of those divisions. They are not beating the No, 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 I'm not saying they're going to win the division. No, they're but I'm not. saying like I think they the whole Trevor Lawrence thing is, you know, make your offense score 25 and make other teams beat you that way, right? You know what I mean? Like that's got to be because their their defense ain't stopping nobody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they need to put up points. So you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be put in a position to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot. If you know what I mean, I you know, I think I think 14 okay. is not crazy. I think 14 is you know actually me being a little bit reserved because I do think he could be a top 12 guy. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he got in there. You know what? Looking at their team now, this is actually a team I would love to see trade for Zach Ertz. Yeah. Like I think they would really benefit from having a nice tight end over the middle field to help Trevor Lawrence. Um, because adding Marvin Jones with DJ Chark, you got LaVisca Chanel, DD Westbrook still there. Like that's a nice, you know, depth at wide receiver. Um, you know, you have James Robinson and Carlos Hyde, uh, you know, you have a nice power run game. I think a nice tight end that could kind of be Trevor Lawrence's safety valve would do big things for him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that would be awesome, but I, I, I don't think it's a stretch for him to finish in the top 12. Um, it's just all going to depend on, you know, how good the team is. Honestly, I think if the team is good, I think that's probably less of a chance that he finishes in the top 12. I think that he's got a better shot of finishing top 12 if his team is bad. Because if you look, a lot of times with those rookie quarterbacks that are finishing top 12, their teams are not very good and they have to throw a lot. You know, uh, Herbert last year, Burrow last year, Kyler Murray's team, uh, you know, his rookie year, uh, Baker's team, I think, struggled, uh, you know, his rookie year. So, I think, you know, that that's a big factor in that. And so I think that 
if you're looking from a fantasy perspective, you're going to want this team to actually be losing games because that would be big for Trevor Lawrence's fantasy value. Yep. I agree. Um, yep. And the only other quarterback I'll bring up, I, I say, um, I did he was not in your top 15, but this is a guy who's, last couple of years has been consistently in the top. I think he's been top 12 the last couple of years and it's Ryan Tannehill. Um, I have him at 13. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't, I, I already told you guys like how I felt about Corey Davis. I thought Corey Davis was, I feel like Josh Reynolds is, can basically do what Corey Davis was doing. I, I don't think that there's going to be a huge drop off there. Um, you know, I do worry about Johnu Smith, not being there anymore. I, I do worry about him not having that athletic tight end. I don't think Anthony Fersker is as good, but John who missed a couple games last year and, and Tannehill was good in those games. So, you know, to me, I think that Tannehill is probably a guy that's almost solidified himself kind of as the back end of that 10 to 15 area that, you know, if you wanted to draft a Trevor Lawrence, teaming him with Ryan Tannehill is probably probably a pretty good idea. I think that's a good tandem. You know what I mean? Because it gives you the upside of of Lawrence, but you know, a good consistent uh, back end uh, back twelve. Uh, you know, back end QB one in Tannehill. Yep. Yeah, Tannehill to me is uh, the reason I don't have him in my top fifteen is just because. You know, you lose Janu, you lose Corey Davis, you know, you add Reynolds, which I think Reynolds is an okay player. I don't think, you know, I think, like I said, I mean, we talked about it before. Corey Davis, I like Corey Davis a little more than you do. I think, I just think he has, uh, he has the talent to be a very good guy, a very good, you know, wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, and I just don't think Josh Reynolds has that same amount of talent. Um, so for me, I think it's not a huge, crazy, huge downgrade, but when you add the two together, Corey Davis and Janu, I think that is definitely a yeah, downgrade because yeah. I don't think Anthony Fersker is, you know, he had a couple of a couple of good catches last year, but, you know, it was basically one game that he really did anything in all, all last year. So, you know, I, I, think, I think in the draft they're probably going to address tight end, you know what I mean, more than likely. And, you know, the weapons are just not the same for me with Ryan Tannehill. And really, you know, Derrick Henry don't catch the ball out of the backfield. I, I just don't see them trying to – as many carries as they give him, I don't see them trying to involve him in the passing game because he gets enough touches coming out of the backfield. You know what I mean? Not not needing to load him up with, with catches also. Um, so, you know, I think, I think Talent Hill is a little more capped than he was last year. And that's why I don't have him in my top 15. All right. So now we're going to move on to running backs. Uh, running back is going to be an area where I'm just, where I'm going to start it right off the bat and I'm going to throw it on the, throw it out there. I got a wager, Derek Henry versus Aaron Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I got a wager Let, for you because you are extremely high on Aaron Jones. You have Aaron Jones, I believe at what? Number three. three. Yep. Um, I, you know, I have him at seven. I don't have him that further, far down there. Obviously I still think he's a first round pick, but you have Derek Henry at seven. I have Derek Henry at four. Um, you know, I, I if you're so 
Derrick Henry versus Aaron Jones, are you do you think it's the workload? Is that what you are worried about with Henry? Um, there's two things that I'm worried about with Henry. Uh, first thing is the workload. Yeah, you know I mean the dude has basically 800 touches in the past bro <laughs> no i hear you i, I mean like but you actually see the workout video oh yeah i seen the workout video. he okay. goes crazy yeah the balancing yeah. stuff and all yeah i seen all that he he's he's pretty don't get me wrong he's a workout warrior and i give it to him all day um my thing is guys like derrick henry just eventually the the amount of banging that he does eventually catches up to them and it wouldn't surprise me if he misses a couple of games this year due to injury or something like that. And and I'm not putting that into my rankings. The main, the other, the second reason is I feel like he can't, he's coming off a 2000 yard season. If you look at guys coming off of 2000 yard seasons, like it's everybody, they all drop off big. Like it's, it's not like, it's not like they have a 2000 yard season. And then the next year they have 1800 yards. That's, that's normally not what happens. It goes from like 2000 to 1400 or yeah. 2000 to 1300 or 2000 to a thousand. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the numbers of guys who have had 2000 yard seasons, you know I mean, they just don't come back with another 2000 yard season. You know what I mean? Uh, Derrick Henry, the reason I do have him as high as I do at seven is because I do think he's a touchdown monster. Like in the five, inside the five-yard line, there's not a better running back in the NFL at scoring touchdowns than Derrick Henry. So, you know, I'm going to keep him that high. But, you know, I don't have him anywhere close to 2,000 yards rushing. And his receiving ability is just not there. No, so, yeah, his receiving ability is non-existent. Exactly. This is strictly – this is strictly on on rushing, but here's my thing: is you know I I have three guys ahead of him that all catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones did not catch the ball that much. I mean, if you look last year, there was just an extreme drop off in PPR running backs. I mean, you had Eckler when he was healthy catching a ton of balls. Um, you know, you you obviously. Um, McCaffrey was hurt and Barkley was hurt. They're going to catch a ton of balls when they're healthy. But a lot of these guys that were in there, I mean, Kamara, obviously, but Kamara doesn't get the rushing work that Derrick Henry gets because he splits with Murray. So if you look at the, the, you know, and this year coming into this year, obviously he has the Taysom Hill factor, which we're, you know, which, you know, I think we both kind of considered into our rankings. Um, my thing is just, I, I don't, as much as we do PPR rankings, I don't. I'm not factoring in the PPR too too much because of the just what we've seen the last year or two. It just seems like you know, outside of McCaffrey and a few other guys, Kamara. yeah, Kamara, Eckler, obviously, if he stays healthy, like the 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 passing and checking down of running backs just isn't as frequent as it once was. Uh, maybe because of dual running backs, you know, you got the dual running back system. So you got both two running backs taking up targets. But, you know, if Derrick Henry rushes for 1600 yards, I could I still see him finishing top five. And I, I don't think that changes because he's still going to be a monster at the goal line. He doesn't have Johnny Smith rushing for touchdowns anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I just think Derrick Henry's a, a freak of nature, uh, you know. 
I two years ago was completely opposite on that. If you remember, like me and you went against each other on Derrick Henry and I was the negative and you were the positive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, his last two years has really showed me. And I just, I thought maybe he slowed down last year because yeah, he had 400 touchdowns, touches went all the way through the playoffs, got to the, the, the conference championship game. So there was a lot of workload on him two years ago. I thought he maybe slowed down last year, and it just didn't. He was a monster last year. So I just, I think there's there's certain running backs, Jerome Bettis, you know, type guys that are just they're freaking natures, man. They're they're built for this, and I think Derrick Henry is is this generation's guy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not wavering on Derrick too much. Yeah, with with Aaron Jones, um, my whole thing with you know having him as high as I have him, uh. So if you look at his numbers from last year, right, weeks one through sixteen, we don't do weeks one through seventeen, guys, because you know week seventeen they don't doesn't count towards fantasy. So we're just looking at one through sixteen. If you look at one through sixteen, Aaron Jones missed two games, week five and six, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and between them, it was a fifty-eight point difference, and that's with Aaron Jones missing two games and Derrick Henry not missing any. I think it's safe to assume that he would get at least 10 PPR points in those two games. So really the number is probably like 30, uh, you know, 28 points Mm -hmm. difference between the two. Uh, And Aaron Jones had 63 targets last year uh, as where Derek Henry only had like, I think it was like 15 or something crazy. Uh, So, you know, with Aaron Jones missing the two games with no more, you know, Williams being there, I just feel like Aaron Jones is poised to be an 80 target back easily. I don't think that's crazy. I, you know, because I, you know, I just don't think that there's anybody in his backfield that's going to, you know, question him for receiving work. Not, not probably not for receiving. Yeah. That might be where Aaron Jones makes up this difference yep. for sure. Yep. And for me, if that's the case and he gets, let's say, like I said, 80 targets on, you know, I think that's not a crazy number to, for him to hit. Uh, he had 47 catches out of those 63 targets. So let's say he gets to 80 and he keeps that same percentage. He'll be probably over, you know, 60 catches on the year, close to 60 catches on the year. And if he, you know, I don't see his running work going down because if you look at his attempts per game, basically he averaged, you know, in in 14 games last season. Well, really it's 13 games. In 13 games he had, let's see here, he had – 190 carries. So let's say in, you know, he gets two more of those games, 15, 16 games. I think his carries could be right around 220. 220, 225. 220, 225. And if he stays around 225 and also gets, you know, 60 catches. catches. Yeah, 55, 60 catches. You know, I could see his number being much closer to what Derrick Henry was last year at, you know, 16 games. So that's why I have, that's why I have Jones the way I have him. So the next wager, I'm taking Nick Chubb, and you can have Zeke. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I, okay. I, okay so I'll, I'll let you make your argument, and then I'll make mine. All right. So first and foremost, like, did you see Nick Chubb at the end of last year? No, Nick <laughs> like, Chubb is a beast. My my problem yeah. is not with Nick Chubb's ability because I I've said this numerous times on the podcast. I think he's the best. If not the best, he's the top, he's in the top two of best running backs, pure runners in the NFL. Like the dude is just a 
he's a big play just waiting to happen. Every time he touches the ball, he could he could take a 90 in a touchdown, like every single time. He's just like Derrick Henry in that way. And and the thing that I like even more than I like I, I like about him than I like about Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry is a is a plotter that when he gets up to speed, watch out, he's a freight train. Chubb is a two-step, I'm out. Like I will run you over after two steps. As where Derrick Henry needs to build up to be able to start moving. Nick Chubb don't need that. Two, three steps, this dude is full speed, and he's running over everyone in front of him. So, like, just watching him play, I think he is a he may be the best pure running back in the, in the NFL. Yeah, and and, and Saquon, um, you could say it about, but Saquon ain't been healthy to to you know compare that. But you know, just my eyeballs tell me Chubb is the best running back, pure running back, not catching ball, not all that other nonsense, just pure runner in the NFL. Yeah, I I, uh, I I totally agree. I, Nick Chubb to me is there. There's probably there's maybe one or two like you said that that are better the actual physical running back than Nick Chubb. Um, you know, my ranking shows it. Uh, you know, I I have him at five. Um, I'm basing it. You know, I I know the Kareem Hunt factor is there. Um. I don't know, you know, I don't, you have, you have Chubb really low. Like you have Chubb where, like 14, I think. Well, like that's, that's really low for me. There's, there's no way I'd have him that low. And Kareem Hunt doesn't scare me. And I don't know if OBJ coming back is, is another factor for you, but I just think this whole offense runs through that guy and for them to be successful, he's going to be a monster. And I don't think that they're going to let let you know anybody else stop that. I think that they're going to keep feeding him. He's going to get his sixteen to twenty ca- carries a game. You know, he may get a catch or two. Um, and if you're putting the ball in that guy's hands that much, I just see nothing but good things. Like I don't think it. I, I just think he's going to continue the pace that he was on at the end of last year. Where, you know, if you look at his from when he got back, I believe it was week eleven. Somewhere around there, week ten, week nine, somewhere around there. Yeah, if you look at his pace, he was. Oh, yeah, he was great. No, yeah, yeah. His, his, he he left in the beginning of the Dallas game. He got hurt yeah. in the first quarter. He had he was going off. He had six carries for forty three yards. And then he missed the next four games. Came back week ten because he had the bye week in week nine. Yeah, uh, and then he was basically double digits every single week. Yeah, more and and more than double digits. I think the only week he actually was kind of skeptical was the championship honestly i think the championship was probably his worst week out of the rest of the season but um yeah nick chubb to me is just a monster i i just i see that i just see them continuing to feed this guy and and running the offense through him and i think his numbers are going to basically be the same pace they were at the end of last season yeah so for me uh i actually have him ranked uh at 12th and it's not because of his talent. I just told you guys I think he's amazing. He's awesome. Love the guy. You know, I, I love everything about his game. Um, my problem with Nick Chubb is after the bye week, this is the teams he faced. Houston, Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Baltimore's a good defense, the New York Giants, the Jets, and then Pittsburgh. So really he had three tough matchups. And in those tough matchups against Pittsburgh, he had 16 fantasy points. Uh, he had 14 carries for that's week 17. That doesn't count for fantasy, but you know, 
The Jets actually he really got lucky with a touchdown because he was eleven for twenty eight and he got a touchdown, which kind of helped his game there. Um, against the Giants, the Giants defense started coming on at the end of the season. He also needed a touchdown to be double digits in that one because he was fifteen for fifty in uh, a touchdown. And then if you look at the other games, Baltimore, they were you know they were okay against the run last year. They weren't really anything special. Um, Jacksonville. Chubb, Chubb destroys the Ravens. Yeah, he kills the <laughs> Ravens. He does every time. And he had 17 for 82 and two touchdowns against the Ravens. Uh, against Jacksonville, he had 144 and a touchdown. Against, you know, he basically was a touchdown every single week, other than the Philly game where he had 114 yards rushing but no touchdowns. Yeah, he just ripped off like an 80 yarder at yeah, the, end the end and got tackled. Exactly. So for me, like, he had so many touchdowns in the second half of the year that I was just kind of like, mm. and the, you know, against Baltimore the first game he didn't do anything. Uh, you know, that was the first game of the season, and if you guys remember, they just got yeah, they got raced. Maxed, yeah. yeah, they got boat raced. Um, so he really only had ten carries in that game. He still had a great average. I mean, he ran for sixty yards in that game with only ten carries. So, you know, that's that's a six yard per clip. You know, touch. So. You know, against Cincinnati, he went off two touchdowns, 124. Against Washington, 108 and two touchdowns. Uh, and then against Dallas, he got hurt. So I'm not taking anything away from Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be great. Um, my whole thing is with OBJ coming back, like you said, uh, when OBJ was playing, um, you know, Nick Chubb still had his touches. But I'm scared that this towards the end of the year, they were starting to – throw the ball a little bit more right if you look at if you look at uh baker mayfield's stats they started throwing the ball a little bit more so if they start implementing that game plan which i hope they don't i hope they keep the same game plan because honestly nothing should change uh with the way their offense was last year their offense was perfect i think but i'm scared that maybe they start saying you know what let's put a little bit more on baker's shoulders because we need the quarterback to play better to win a super bowl because this is you know, this is obviously a playoff team. And the next step from that is a Super Bowl team. So for that to happen, they need to find out if Baker Mayfield can be that guy to lead them to a championship. So I'm scared that they maybe throw a little bit more than they did last year. And that takes a little bit of some touches away from, you know, from him this year. So I still have him in my top 12. You know, I just like some of the PPR guys ahead of him a little bit better. And, you know, I, I could definitely see myself putting him in front of like you know I have I have him right behind Gibson. I could see him going above you know Gibson and Eckler, um, but everybody else, yeah, I might move him to ten, but that's basically as high as I can go because you know my my I have CMC, Cook, Jones, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke, Henry, Akers, Taylor, you know, all those guys I definitely think could outscore him easily. They're all the guy in their offense really. Yeah. All right. So moving on to Zeke, um, you know, I have Zeke at nine. You know, my thing with Zeke is the offensive line is still declining, um, you know, and it's not really going to get better. Like now you paid your quarterback 40 million. You got Zeke on a big contract. You got Amari Cooper. What's going to happen is this line is going to start filtering down um, where depth is a problem and injuries come into play. And then, you know, you, Last year, it wasn't even about either one. It was, you know, lack of performance. You know, well, they did have a couple injuries, but, you know, their their offensive line were, was terrible. And, you know, you got a lot of those guys getting older. You know, um, um, what's the uh, – uh, 
the left tackle. Uh, Tyron Matthew. Tyron. Or Tyron Smith, I'm sorry. Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith's old, like, and, and he's really showing it the last couple years. Um, you know, Zach Martin's still a great guard, but they have never really replaced Travis Frederick in the middle. Like, this is a team with the offensive line that has just been going down for the last couple of years, and I don't think it gets much better. Um, and I do think that, like, if you look at the past couple of years, man, they've really relied on Dak. Dak had, like, 5,000 yards two years ago. He was on pace for a crazy average this year uh, or, you know, last year before he got hurt. And Mike McCarthy's never really been a guy that gives anything to the running back. And, you know, I know they got uh, – uh, the young guy there calling the plays and stuff like that, but you know they still go. It still gets filtered through, you know, what Mike McCarthy wants to do, and obviously, you know, that seems to be wanting to throw the ball a little bit more with Dak. So I just, you know, I can see him maybe catching more balls. You know, a couple of years ago he had like what seventy something catches. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he's catching that much, but mm-hmm. you know, to me, uh, Zeke Zeke has this is kind of a prove it year for me with Zeke because not only did his offensive line not look good, he did not look good either. So this is kind of a prove it year that this guy is still Ezekiel Elliott and not somebody that's kind of turning in. I don't want to say Todd Gurley ish, but somebody that's kind of turning. You know, looks like they're getting really old really fast. All right. Um. So for me, I still have him at nine though. It's not yeah, like I'm yeah, like yeah. dropping him off the map. Yeah, I have Zeke at six. Um, for me, it's real simple. With Dak Prescott in the lineup in 2019, Ezekiel has finished the number five fantasy running back. Last year, uh, through week four, because remember Dak got hurt week five, uh, through week four he was the number four fantasy running back at 22 points per game. And in 2019 he was 19 points per game. So actually his points went up last year uh, from the year prior with Dak Prescott. So, you know, 22 points was best for, you know, and if you remember in the first, you know, couple of weeks, the only guys ahead of him were like Aaron Jones, who, if you remember week two, had like a a three-touchdown. Yeah, he had a huge game against Detroit, like a huge game. Dalvin Cook had a couple of huge games uh, in the beginning of last year. So, you know, Kamara was big too. Kamara yeah. was big in the beginning of last year. So you know, there was a, the guys that are in front of him are literally Jones, Cook, and Kamara. Those three. Kamara was thirty-one point nine points per game. Had he kept that pace, he'd have been the highest scoring running back in NFL history. Um, Aaron Jones was twenty-five point four points per game, and then Dalvin Cook was twenty-three point four points per game. Ezekiel Elliott was twenty-two point one. So he was right up there with three of the best running backs in fantasy football uh, before Dak got hurt. And as soon as Dak got hurt, to me, that just hurt the whole team. Everybody went down. Everybody's points just started going down. Um, You know, and really, if you look at my quarterback rankings, I have Dak at two. Like, I just think Dak is the – a couple years ago, people were like, oh, yeah, Dak is – you know, if they don't have Zeke, Dak sucks ass and blah, 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 blah. But that's not what the numbers say. The numbers say without Dak, everyone else sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean, like Dak is what makes that 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 wheel go round. So, you know, I just feel like if if Zeke is going to get a healthy Dak this year, and Dak has, you know, he got he got, you know, let's be honest, he got fu money. You know what I mean? Dak got his fu money. So, yeah. And Dak, the one thing that I like about Dak, and I hate the Cowboys, but the one thing I like about Dak is is he seems to me like he loves football. 
Like he yes. loves football. And uh, I love uh, guys that love football. I hate the Cowboys as well, and I actually like Dak. I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. I actually like Dak Prescott. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I generally think the guy, like you said, I think he just you could tell he's a good dude, good, yeah. good football player, likes to play the game, loves to play the game. Yep. You know. Yeah. So to me, that's, I that's completely more of a agree. Thing. Yep, that's more of a Dak. Uh, you know, coming in, and I just think you know, like what's the saying is like. Uh, Tide raises all ships. I just feel like yeah. that is, that is Dak coming into this offense. And Zeke, you know, really hasn't been outside of the top five since Dak has been the quarterback there. He's been a top five running back. So I don't think Zeke at six is, is crazy. Now, maybe he has a fall off, and I hear you with the offensive line. They're definitely getting older and, and all that. But until I see until I see that without Dak, with Dak being in the lineup, I'm going to assume Zeke is going to be just as good as he's always been with with. You know, with Dak in the lineup. All right, so one more running back question. Uh, you have James Robinson at 16. I have him at 10. Is that strictly off your belief of them drafting a running back, or do you think he's – No, I just don't, of, I don't I just don't think you bring in Trevor Lawrence to run the ball a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I think I – think, you know, we talked about this the other day, Kev, me and you off off air. We talked about it. Yeah. He was 87% of his team's running touches. Like, yeah. I just think that number goes down. I think that, you know, he's definitely, you know, if they keep it the same and they don't draft anybody, then, you know, his, his to me, he's a top 12 guy. But I do think they're going to draft somebody. I do think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be, you know, a guy who throws the ball a lot. I think they're bringing him there to, to throw the ball. Um, so... The guys that I have in front of them, like, you know, just for Joe Mixon, CEH, Swift, Sanders, Chubb, those are like the immediate guys in front of him. I just think all those guys have more upside than he does. And mm-hmm. that's why I have him where I have him. And that's kind of where I rank. I rank, you know, when I do my rankings, I rank with how I feel the upside is. I think I, I think Robinson has great upside if he if if he stays with Carlos Hyde and nobody else, hey, yeah. that's perfect. You know what I mean? I, I will probably rank him above, you know, Ceh and Swift, but I'm still gonna have him behind Sanders, Chubbs, Gibson, Eckler, Taylor, Akers. Like all, I'm gonna oh. have him behind all those guys. So, you know, he might move up from 16 to 14 <laughs> because I'm still gonna have Mixon ahead of him, uh, and then all those other guys. So, you know, he might move up to like 14, but. You know, and that also depends on what they do after they take Trevor Lawrence. If they go running back or if they go wide receiver, because if they yeah. go wide receiver, then I'm still going to have him lower. If they go running back, then he's going to drop. So uh, if they go running back, he'll probably drop 220 because I'll probably have all those well, guys yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, if he if they go running back, I mean he he may he might fall out of the top 20 for me depending on how high they get a running back. Yeah. Um. I just don't think they are. I think they got a lot of areas of focus that they have to focus on, and running back is not the most prevalent area, especially if you when bringing in Carlos Hyde, who is a, a you know a good secondary back. Um, I I don't know if they still have him there, but they also remember they had uh, Chris Thompson kind of as like a receiving threat as well. Yeah. I don't know if he's still there without John Gruden or Jay Gruden. You know, without Jay Gruden, Chris Thompson probably is irrelevant in the NFL, but. Yeah. Um, and my, and real quick, my other worry with Robinson is Urban Meyer. Like, yeah, 
I don't know, you know, I don't know if Urban Meyer is going to come into the team and say, and, and Urban Meyer's, oh, if you look at all of his teams, they've always been running teams. You look at Florida. Right. I was going to yeah. say, they, they've always they've been running always teams. Always run the ball. Yeah, like, run Ezekiel the, Elliott, the Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Like, they got. Yes, they run the got, shit out of the ball. Yeah. Definitely. Urban Meyer likes to run the ball. Uh, so that is a help to Robinson. But the thing that scares me is Robinson was not a guy that Urban Meyer drafted. I don't know how yeah. happy he is with her. You know, Urban Meyer is going to want to, you know, he's he's a com- he's coming in from college. He's going to say, you know what, I want to build this team the way I want to build this team. And yep. I'm going to play these players the way I want to play them. And this is what's going to work for my offense. This is how I want my offense to go. And I just feel like that's what he's going to try to do in the NFL. And I don't know if Robinson – fits the mold of what he's looking for because like you said you know you look at some of the running backs that he's had and it's you know Carlos Hyde and you know guys like that and yeah, Robinson kind of it honestly fits it honestly fits Robinson I mean it's a bigger you know power back, power back system yep. you know what I mean that actually fits Robinson it'd be different if Robinson was kind of more of a yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Camara type guy it might might be a little different but mm-hmm. You know, his system definitely fits Robinson. So, you know, it's all about does he still like does he have a love affair with Carlos Hyde and want to just because Carlos is his guy, want to give him a little bit too much work when, you know, Robinson may deserve it. Like we've yeah. seen that happen with certain players. Yeah, uh, we've seen that happen in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, not really a lot to deal with with the wide oh, receivers. Quick, yeah, like, I want to talk about Jacobs. Oh, okay, yeah, we, we. I forgot. We, yeah, neither, we, one, neither of one of us have, have Jacobs in our top twenty. Um, I, you know, that's not a, that's not even a, a, you know, a hit for me. I think I ha- I would have when I was looking at it, I would have had him around twenty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the the top. I only you know have the top twenty sitting in front of me. But when I was looking at the other names, it was like twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just adding Kenyon Drake, man. Like he's not catching any passes. No. And, and I know I just said PPR is not an issue for me, but it is when you get into the 15 and, you know, once you're in the double digits now of, of drafting guys, like then it becomes a little more prevalent and he's not catching any passes with Drake there. No. And, you know, Booker took a lot of tar- touches away from him last year and Drake is going to do the same. Yeah. And Drake is probably better than Booker. So, yeah. you know, I, it's just, I just, it, this is not, Good. This was not good for Jacobs at all. Like this, this killed his fantasy value for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really have too much to add. I, I just, you know, it, I have the same feeling. I just feel like, uh, he took a huge hit. You know, this is basically the torpedo in the water. You know what I mean? This is this is the guy that comes on the team and he's gonna catch a whole bunch of balls and he's gonna, you know, show some athleticism, some dynamic skills that you know, maybe Jacobs doesn't have, and, you know, he's just going to eat into his workload. And a 50-50 timeshare is not is not out of the question. You know, I think in the beginning of the year it will be Jacobs because he's more familiar with the system. But I, I would not be surprised if by week six, seven, eight, you start seeing, you know, a gouging of the workload. Because if you watched anything last year, if you watched last year, Jacobs, it seemed to me like John Gruden would get pissed off at him for yeah. him doing something and then just start running everyone else, you know what I mean? And, or start throwing the shit out of the ball. You know, it was just, it was super annoying. I had Josh Jacobs in like two leagues and I know it became super annoying. You were like, dude, like this guy is having a good game. Like, what are you doing? 
He's your first round pick two years ago. Like, why are you just giving up? And he hasn't showed that he's bad. No, he's he's been good. He's been, he's really good. Everybody expected the Cadillac Williams treatment for Josh Jacobs, and he just has not gotten it. He's better than Cadillac. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's way better than Cadillac. Cadillac's like a third round pick. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's that's crazy. But yeah, uh, you know, that's basically what I got to say about it. I, I just, you know, I don't want anything to do with him, honestly. Yep. All right, so let's move forward with the wide receivers. Um, yeah, so uh, not too much different in our top, you know, seven, eight, ten guys. You know what I mean? Um, pretty sure you have Allen Robinson around ten. Yeah, I have a Rob at nine. So. Nine. I actually have him at sixteen, and I'm looking at it, and I've been, I've kind of said that I was kind of staying away, but I think. The more I look at it, I'm probably moving him up uh, as the season comes closer. Uh, just, you know, one guy, you know, I'm probably moving down that I had a little too high also is Adam Thielen. Um, I, you know, I just – we'll get into tight end at, when it comes time, but I have Irv Smith kind of taking a little jump this year with no Rudolph there. And with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Irv Smith and – Dalvin Cook, like I have way too much production for a Minnesota Vikings offense. <laughs> so I realized somebody's going, somebody's going to take a hit. Somebody's going to take a hit. Somebody's taking a hit. Unless like I must have be Kirk the, unless Cousins it's like be the greatest show on turf. Somebody's taking a hit. Yeah, and yet Kirk Cousins hasn't cracked my top fifteen. So yeah, I'm going to have to to make something happen here. Adam Thielen's definitely going to take the hit uh, because I think Irv is going to be pretty good this year uh, as like a back end tight end one. But uh, yeah, so, you know, for me, um, you know, that kind of changes things. Um, DJ Moore for me is like a guy that like they lose Samuel. I think that adds a little bit. I think adding McCaffrey does a lot for DJ Moore because, you know, like, I know you would think that McCaffrey probably would take away from from DJ Moore, especially in the passing game. You know, he's going to definitely get his targets, but I just think that, you know, having McCaffrey in there just opens things up for the passing game to, you know, where where Mike Davis, I, I think you had a lot of those Mike Davis games last year because people started focusing on their wide receiving core that was really deep and just saying, hey, if Mike Davis beats us, Mike Davis beats us. But mm-hmm. You know, Mike Davis, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, Christian McCaffrey back there, you know, he is the focus of the offense. So when your defense has to focus on that, I think it just opens – it's going to open things up for DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson. And, I like, losing Curtis Samuel, I mean, they could also add a, add a player. You know, they might add a quarterback. You know, they've been talking about Justin Fields going there or, you know, um, I, I've seen Justin Fields there. I've seen – um uh, who's the other one I've seen there? Uh, uh, I don't think it's Mac Jones, but it may be. It may be, but Trey Lance, Mac Jones. I've seen Trey Lance. That's who I've seen Trey Lance. If, if the 49ers don't take him, he'll, he'll fall there. It's like, you know, I've seen those guys uh, and I wouldn't mind them getting like another quarterback behind Bridgewater in case Bridgewater fails. But I think, you know, I just think that first off, I don't think Teddy is that bad. You know, he just gets injured. But I think like if you're looking at Teddy last year, it's hard to kind of judge Teddy when he lost Christian McCaffrey, the best player on that team, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in like week two or three. So it's hard to judge how Teddy would play when, like I said, there's not there's attention just drawn away from that pass, you know, from that passing game by the best running back in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I mean. I just think that that this is a good year for DJ Moore coming up and and missing D, uh, Samuels no more. I mean, it's his production is going to be equal, you know, or better. Yeah, me. So I have DJ Moore at twenty. I had Adam Thielen. I looked at it, and Kev's right. I think he definitely takes the hit. So I have DJ Moore at twenty. Um, this is my thing. So. Teddy Bridgewater was not great for DJ Moore. Teddy Bridgewater was better for Robbie Anderson. Robbie, yeah. And without knowing, like, I, I can only do ranks from what I know right this minute. And right this minute, I think, you know, I know that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback. If they sign, you know, if I'm being honest, if they sign any of those rookies, I don't think they take Teddy's job. I think Teddy is the guy this year. Teddy's the guy. Yeah, Teddy's the guy this year, and then they go next year. So with that being said, I think DJ, DJ Moore last year finished at 23. He had 196.4 fantasy points. He averaged 14 a game. And if you remember, towards the end of the season, he started playing a whole lot better than he was in the beginning of the season because in the beginning of the season, he was terrible. And he had a couple yeah. big games. Um, so I, I think that's kind of what he's going to be. He's going to be a guy that, you know, some weeks he's irrelevant because Teddy is just looking at Robbie and looking at CMC. Uh, and then other weeks he's going to blow up because he's going to, you know, he's going to catch a 60 yard touchdown or, you know, have eight catches for 140 and a touchdown. Like he's, I just feel like that's the way he's going to be. So, you know, I just like the reliability of a Tyler Lockett or a, you know, yeah. or not even Tyler. Like, I'm sorry. I, uh, Deontay Johnson or Amari Cooper or Mike Evans are guys that I have like right in front of them. And those guys to me are just, you know, I think they're a little bit safer uh, than, than more is Lockett. I have right in front of them just because, you know, yeah. when Lockett goes off, Lockett will win you a week. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll probably wind up moving him down, looking at my thing. Now it's just crazy looking at how, like if there's like, this is definitely a year for me where, my three first rounds are probably going to be two running backs and a tight end, almost mm. guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Like That's almost, gu- it's so deep at wide receiver. Yeah, it's like crazy. so deep. Like the names that I don't have that you have: Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson. Like these guys are all easily, you know, just as good. And and I have Galladay, I have Cooper Cup, I have Robert Woods. Like, and you don't have any of those guys on your list. I don't have Tyler Lockett. Like. Dude, it's so deep at wide receiver. Yeah, like you can, and these are these are like fourth and fifth round picks. You can turn, you can start your team off with the, you know, if you have the five pick, you turn around and get like Aaron Jones, come back around, get Darren Waller, and then you got you know Cam Akers, Miles Sanders. Like you really started your team off well, and then you can turn around and still in the back end get Cooper Cup and. DJ Moore or, you know, uh, Tyler Lockett and Kenny Galladay. Like yep. this is possible. And, and man, I, I'll tell you right now, like, like I said, this is, if there's a year where you go kind of zero wide receiver, like this is probably it. Cause it's yeah. so deep at wide receiver. It really is. And then you got all these rookies coming in that yep. you don't know where they're going to land on, on what teams, yep. like if Philly gets a good wide receiver and you know, teams that are going to need 
number one wide receivers draft these guys, like you're going to be looking at those guys and saying, you know what, I can get this dude in the seventh round. Do I really need to take Adam Thielen in the fifth when I can get, yeah. you know, somebody else in the seventh? Like I can get Jalen Rager in the ninth. That's what like, I'm saying. I mean, last year, like the, the the receivers went to terrible teams last year for yeah. for like fantasy. You know, Judy going to Denver. Yeah. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs going to to the Oakland. Uh, CD Lamb going to Dallas, which wound up being good. He was actually very good there. When uh, I love, I love, I love CD this year. He's going to be good. I, I believe he's going to be good. He he actually probably will crack my top twenty by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, but um, team, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he might he might get that high. Honestly, I I, I was thinking and bro, I'm I have like Dak too, and I'm not playing. playing. I'm not playing. Like I, I think Dak is for real. I think Dak is going to have a huge season. I really do. So. But they just went to bad spots, you know, and, and you know, um, this year it's going to depend on where these guys go. I mean, you know, I, you know, they're, I think they're saying Jamar Chase is probably going to the Bengals now. That could be that could be kind of rough because oh. now you're, now you're talking about like T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. He's competing with targets. Like I love to see this guy go to like Miami. Let's yeah. please let him go to Miami because to me, Devarte Parker is garbage. I don't want to say garbage. garbage. I don't think he's a bad player, but bro, he's a money player. He he's plays good player. when he's trying to get his money. When he's trying to yeah. get his money, he goes off, and then when he's not trying yeah. to get his money, he's just yeah. Yeah, but I thought, man, can you? But even that with Will Fuller, you know what I mean? I, I it's hard to say. Like Philly was the perfect spot because God, they need a number one wide yes. receiver. If you would have just taken Dude, Jamar I don't Chase, I understand why they traded out of six because they guys. they because they thought they think that the Bengals are taking Jamar Chase and they didn't want to. They didn't want. They feel like they can get Waddle or Smith at twelve. So, bro, they better take Waddle. I, I like Smith, but you know it's, he's starting to make me nervous, man. Him, him not wanting to weigh in, him not wanting to do any anything, you know, pre-draft anything. Why would he though? I mean, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Like know, he, he but, quit bro, everything you know he tro- had to bro, do. You could, but look at like, some of the high bro. Tim Tebow was a high, Heisman Trophy winner. Come on, man. bro. Like that don't mean shit. Like, I, don't though. I mean, yeah. Like, like, I don't care I mean, what you you're did. looking at it. Like Henry Ruggs. He's almost reminds me a little of Henry Ruggs, you know, like a yeah. little bit. I think they're very similar players. And bro, uh, he was the only option in their offense. Like, no, well, yeah, Waddle, right? well, Waddle got hurt, right? Yeah, Waddle got hurt. So yeah. who else did they have to throw to? That's true. They didn't have nobody. <laughs> like it was just here you go, Smith. We're calling your number now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you little hundred and seventy five pound ass. And like, don't get me wrong, I like Smith. I think he's a good player. I think he's definitely uh, to me. It's the top three guys are all real good, but I just think Waddle. If you ask me, if Waddle plays last year the whole season, it's it's they Smith is not even close to a Heisman Trophy winner. Like it's not even a question. Like I don't even think it's close. So, you know, Jamar Chase to me is the clear cut number one guy here. You know what I mean, and then after that, you know, for me it's Waddle, then it's Smith. Yeah, and it's and I didn't feel that way two weeks ago. But now with this whole, you know, dude, this dude might be 165 pounds. Like he he yeah. refuses to get weighed in. Like why? Like, like you're trying to make the NFL. Like yeah. do what these teams want to ra- to to raise your stock. And I don't know who's in his ear telling him, "Hey, don't 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 weigh in, bro." Like to me, the only time you tell somebody not to do something is when they're when it's going to hurt them, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's what it is. Like, he won the Heisman Trophy. You put everything together. It's like when a quarterback doesn't throw at his pro day. Yeah. You know. Well, yep. why, well hey, man. Why? I, everything's on tape. Why? Why, why you got? You know? Why you want me to throw? Like, uh, 
But yeah, I mean, there, there's really, you know, we talked about it. There's really not much we got to get into with wide receiver because there's different guys like, you know, like, like that whole 15 to 25 is yeah. almost like interchangeable. It, it It's interchangeable and it's not even just interchangeable. It's like, they're all good. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're you're missing out on anybody. Like you can you're getting, you know, Robert Woods to me has been one of the most consistent wide receivers over the last three or four years since he joined the Rams. Like this guy, this guy you can get in like the fifth round. But like, this is, but check this out, dog. Like all right, so let's just do from twenty last year in total and points per game, right? So Cooper Cup was nineteen, Ceedee Lamb was twenty. So let's go from twenty to thirty. Yeah. Cole Beasley, right? Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, got, hold T. On, Higgins. Hold on, really quick. Cole Beasley, probably who the hell bro, you knows? Get him what in like he's round drafted. twelve, yeah. bro. You yeah, him in like round Cole, and he's going to be just as good. Like exactly. it's not going to change. Like exactly. he's going to be just as good. Exactly. So you got Cole, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, T. Higgins, uh, Chase Claypool, Curtis Samuel, uh, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, That's Marvin enough, Jones, bro. Will Fuller, Brandon Ayuk. Corey Davis, Nelson Aguilar, Jarvis Landry, Jamison Crowder. Like, these are all guys that are like. Dude, Chase Claypool is another guy. Like, that. No, like this guy was a beast. And, and he didn't about play in like the first four or five games. Like, yep. dude, this guy gets a whole season out there. Like, yep. you might be talking about double digit touchdowns. Like, yep. I mean, d- dude, there's so much depth at wide receiver. And I, even running back, like, I think Gordon, I, I have a 20, you have a 20 as well. I really like Melvin Gordon this year. I, you know, I know they signed Mike Boone kind of as their backup now with Lindsey gone, but, I mean, unless they add somebody in the draft, like, I really like Gordon. You know, I just, I think that he, they're going to ride him a little heavier. Carson, we've already been hearing about what Seattle wants to do, yeah. you know. Seattle wants to go back to, to a little more ground and pound. Well, you got Carson. Like these are these are nineteen and twenty for me. Yep. And like we said, Jacobs is still there. He he could be good. <laughs> like he could be, turn out to be. What if Kenyon Drake gets hurt? Now Jacobs is is a stud. You know. Um, you know. There's uh, who there's a couple other guys I believe that um are not in my top twenty that I basically was was debating you know towards it and it's just like man you know i i think there's definitely depth at some of these positions um i think it's almost imperative and we say this every year it is imperative to draft a tight end early yeah. imperative right. if you like i'm i'm not necessarily for drafting kelsey in the first round i don't really want to do that if i don't have to but I want Waller or Kittle if that's not if if I'm not getting Kelsey. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm I am in total and utter agreement. Like and we say this every year every and for some year. reason every year people, you know, continue people to People try listen. to say that that yeah, people try to say the tight end is is deep or tight end you can get a tight end in the 14th round. No. No. You can't. <laughs> you can't. No, like, you can get a touchdown dependent guy after the 6th tight can. end, you know? Yeah, like and, and even and that's the thing. Like I will say the depth I think is a little bit better in the mid rounds because your mid round guys recently, the, the Hunter Henry's who wasn't even that bad last year. Um, he wasn't great, but 
Um, you know, Darren Waller was great. Mark Andrews, I actually thought was was very wasn't very good until like towards the end of the year. I think he picked it up. But this year you get Dallas Goddard, who's not going to have Ertz anymore. That's obviously a plus. TJ Hawkinson, I expect to take a big leap because they have nobody else to throw the ball to there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think can't Dan Campbell is kind of that. Like that's kind of what his system's going to be. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play two tight ends. We're gonna we're gonna just go old Smash Mouth football and bite your kneecap off, like, <laughs> like he said. So, um, and then Noah Fant is number seven for me. And Noah Fant it was very good when he was healthy. His only issue was he couldn't. He almost was like Evan Ingram two Like he would go out and be freaking good and then get hurt. But um, I, I do think the middle tight ends are kind of a little bit deeper. You know, I kind—I of, think they're a little more sure this year. That being said, I still want Waller, Kittle, or Kelsey. Yep. If you look at the 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 guys from last year, from weeks one through sixteen, right? Travis Kelsey had two three hundred and twelve points. Right. Closest guys to him was Waller with two fifty one. Yeah. After that, no t- no Nobody. tight end had two hundred points. Nobody. Like now, nobody Kittle Kittle two, was yep. Kittle missed so much of and the he year. He missed a lot of time. If you look at Kittle on a per touch on a per, per game, game was, basis, dude, yeah. it was ridiculous. Like yeah. on a per game basis, George Kittle averaged something retarded. I'm gonna find it right now. I want to say it was like almost 22 points a game or something like that. Yeah, but I think it was largely yeah, one huge to game. like huge yeah, game, huge but game. 15.9, 15.9 in seven games. Yeah, and I didn't realize he played seven games. I thought he only played five, but. You know, in seven games, it was 15.9. After that, like, literally, to get that number, the only two guys above him were De- Waller and Kittle. I mean, Kelsey. Yep. That's it. Like, yeah. And then there was nobody over 12.6. 12.6 was Mark Andrews. After that, yep. no one averaged even close to that. Nobody was even close. Like, yeah. 11, 11.3 is the closest to 12.6. That's it. So. Yep. You know. And to me, Mark Andrews was way too inconsistent at times last year for me. Uh, I would, I, I probably will be staying away from him this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, because he's kind of what a third, late third, early fourth, or you know, mid fourth round pick, I think, right now. And you know, I, I really want Waller or Kittle or Kelsey like that. If I got, if I can get Kelsey in the in the you know back end of the second round after I've gotten one of my running backs, I'm good for that. Uh, if I can get Waller in the, you know, in the, in the late second and Kittle in the late second, early third, I'm, I'm good with that. And that's kind of where I'm going to be looking towards because, um, yeah, I, you need a, you need a tight end. You need one of those top three, uh, in my opinion, because the rest is just so, uh, not like the, not guaranteed no. and, the depth at the other positions are are there. You know, you, you the the difference between Darren Waller and Mike Gesicki compared to the difference between uh, Calvin Ridley and Cooper Cup is not is is it's, it's not, not even yeah. I mean, yeah, Calvin Ridley and Cooper Cup. Yeah, you know, you might have more consistent, but goddamn, like Cooper Cup's going to get you points. Mike Gusecki gets you two points one week, and you're like, what do I do now? You know, so. Yep, so Calvin Ridley last year, he was the number five wide receiver. He was 19.4, and Cooper Cup was the number 19 wide receiver, and he was 13.9. 
Yeah, so, so it was a little difference. That's about six a game. Yeah, it's a little less than six a game. I, mean, I didn't realize Calvin Ridley was honestly that high. Yeah, he uh, was super high. So if you want to get a little bit closer, you could do like, you know, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett was the number 13. You go down mm-hmm. to Cooper Cup. Tyler Lockett was 15.5, and Cooper Cup was number 19 at 13.9. So you're talking, let's say, what's that? Seven wide receivers in between them? Yeah. Six wide receivers in between them. And you're talking 1.2 fantasy points? Like, that's that's not enough for me to go, you know, oh, yeah, I need to get I need to get this guy super high over, you know, Cooper Cup. I'll just wait around and get Cooper Cup. Yep. All right. So, tight ends, uh, I do want to bring up Irv Smith. Um, without Kyle Rudolph, I think you're going to see a little bit more playing time for Irv Smith uh, and – you know, he's kind of been a touchdown guy. I think you're going to see him get a little bit more work, though. I, I And I think that this is a year kind of where if you do wait on tight end, Irv Smith is a guy that you can get in those double-digit rounds that could possibly break out and get into the top eight, you know, if he plays consistently and plays well. Uh, that That's a guy that if I do miss on the top three or four tight ends, that would be the guy I aim for in the double-digit rounds uh, for me. Um. Yep, I could see it. The New England guys. You have Janu, I think, one spot ahead of Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Henry, what, three spots ahead of Janu. Um, yeah. You know, are you? Do you think you'll be drafting either one of those guys if you miss on tight end? Uh, probably not, because they're gonna go before I. Honestly, if I don't get a top five, yeah, if I don't get a top five tight end. I'm just waiting until the end of the draft to grab a tight end. Then I'll just stream tight end all year long. And and I can almost guarantee you I'm not going to miss on the tight end. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get one yeah. of those top five guys. Um, That's how so. I am every year. Like, I, people just don't draft the tight end high. I don't, I guess they don't think it's that serious. But yeah, no. every year, man, I, I every every draft I'm in, I try to get a top three tight end. And, real. you know, I, I mean, guys, it just – it's it's – I would like you to look at your championship teams of your leagues for the last two or three, four or five years, whatever. I guarantee you they all had a very good tight end on that team. Guaranteed. Yep. Guaranteed. It's almost it, it's almost imperative that you get a good tight end. Like, if you had Travis Kelsey last year, Steve just ran through it. Yeah, you drafted him in the second round. But your tight end difference was like 15 points at some, in some matchups. Like, right. it was just that big of a difference. If so you had Travis Kelsey last year, literally, not exaggerating, he was 10 points better than every other tight end per week. Per week, he was Crazy. averaging more than 10 points. Like, other than Darren Waller, he was averaging 10 points more than everyone else. Like, yep. if you're going to get – you're basically spot me 10 points. You're going to spot me 10 points, and then with the way I'm going to draft the rest of my team, you're not going to beat me. Like, my team is just yep. going to be better than yours. It is what it is. Like, you can't draft – you you would have to have a perfect draft to outscore the team that I will draft with Kelsey especially because Kelsey was going like the middle of the second last year. Like if you got Kelsey in the middle of the second last year, dude, like you paired him with 
Dalvin Cook, Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? My like, championship team was Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey. You know what I mean? Like you were you know? just so far and away better than everybody else with just those two players. Just yep. those two players. Like you have to, you have to. It's almost an insurmountable lead when you got Travis Kelsey getting you thirty in a game and Dalvin Cook going off for thirty. Now you got two players that just got you sixty fantasy points. Like what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's a tight end getting you that. That's not including what my wide receivers and other running backs and quarterback are going to do. You know what I mean? Like if you waited and got, dude, if you this is easily a team that you could have got last year, Kamara, uh, uh, Kelsey, and then took in Josh Allen in the tenth round, eleventh round, twelfth round. I had Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boom! Now your team is scoring. <laughs> Between three players, you've got 100, almost 100 fantasy points. Like, that's stupid. That don't even make no sense. Yeah, my team, by the end of that, by the end of the season last year, and I, I had Kenny Galladay in the third round, but by the end of the year, man, my team was dominant. I had Montgomery going off every week. <laughs> I had Allen Robinson and, and Adam Thielen. Or, no, not Thielen. Uh, who did I have as my second receiver? Oh, Robert Woods. So like I, I had guys just going off every week. It was it was ridiculous. Yep. But uh yeah. So anything else you want to get into, Steve? Any other tight ends you want to get into? Um Zach Ertz is the only other one that I could think of that yes, you know. I was gonna say I, I did not rank Zach Ertz because I don't know where he's gonna wind up. He's not gonna be in Philly. And I wanna see where he winds up before I rank him. Uh you know, he could go somewhere that already high you can go to Miami where there's two tight ends and I think it gets a little bit affected and quarterback just doesn't look good but yeah so I, I want to see where he winds up before I actually rank him yeah I, I mean like for me okay so I've heard rumors that he's either going to Buffalo I know I heard something about Tennessee looking you know maybe looking I heard for Buffalo type. dropped out of the Zacherts running though oh they did I didn't hear that but I heard that, like, yeah, I heard that maybe two weeks ago. Okay, they said that Buffalo, that Buffalo signed some tight end. It was yeah, not it was, a big no, name, but no, it was uh, Hollister. Hall, yeah, yeah, Jacob Hollister. When they signed Hollister, it's, uh, they said that they ju- dropped uh, dropped out of the Zach Ertz trade talks. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't even read that. Uh, but you know, there's there's a couple of teams that if he does go to, I'm honestly, if I'm being honest, I, my fingers are crossed for Tennessee. I'm hoping he goes to Tennessee because then Tennessee. that would really help out, you know, because Tennessee needs a tight end. Like, just lost John Jonu. Yep. I mean, I don't think Fersker is really anything, you know what I mean? And I think that Zach Ertz is, like, the perfect guy to bring in there. You know what I mean? He's a team guy. He's going to come in there. He's going to work hard. You know, he's going to try to prove that he's still got something left in the tank. And Ryan Tannehill needs as many weapons as he can get because if Derrick Henry has a little drop-off in production, he's not a two, even close to a 2,000-yard back this year, I could see Tannehill throwing the ball a little bit more. So I would like to see Zach Ertz go to an offense that could be pushing the ball a little bit. Uh, and I think that would be a, a great landing spot for Zach Ertz. So I have him. I have him in my top I, twelve. I, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, yep. And I have him in my top twelve just because, you know, I think Zach Ertz is still a good talent. I I think last year was just a you know guys have those every once in a while guys have bad years and and Carson he didn't Wentz want to play terrible. last year. I'll just yeah. be there, you know Howie Roseman, him and Howie got into it in the beginning of training camp. He wanted a new deal. Obviously, Howie was ready to move on to tight end position and. You know, Zach Ertz has given everything to Philly, and, you know, Howie Roseman's just, he's a businessman, straight up. Like, he's, yo, yo I use and abuse you, and then I'll get rid of you. That's kind of how, how he play, how he, how he GMs. And I, I, you know, I actually, you know, that's actually not a bad thing. You know, you do kind of have to have no emotion with players if you are a GM. 
Uh, but when you have a guy like Zach Ertz, it's kind of hard to overlook Dude, what he, he's done for your franchise. Bro, he caught the game winning Super Bowl t- touchdown, bro. Like, yep. how you doing, dirty? Th- you mean, what is it, three years after he scored the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, bro? So, like, and on, it's man. not even just that. Zach Ertz is a guy who restructures his contract every year to yep. create more cap room for the team. So, you know, he's done a lot, and I think he wanted to get rewarded and. They were like, yeah, nah, we're moving on. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and Hurts is like, got, wait, what? We got Goddard. Peace out, yeah. homie. Like, just Pretty much. what they did. Pretty much. It's terrible. Yep. But, all right, guys, that is it for the podcast today. We will be back next week with another podcast. Um, Don't know what the topic's going to be yet. We will obviously, one of these days I do want to get into draft. Talk, talk some draft. Yeah, uh, well, actually, next week is going to be, we're going to be getting into, I think, we're going to do quarterbacks next week because we have four weeks until the draft. So I think we'll do quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends in that order. You know what I mean, okay. Tight ends can't be a whole podcast. I'll shoot. Nah, but we'll do, but, uh, <laughs> we, we can do, I was thinking with the tight ends, we could actually do tight ends. And then, you know, some, some teams that we want to see guys go to specifically. Yeah. So we can do like, talk about the guys for the next couple of weeks. And then we can talk about the tight ends. And then with that podcast, we could say, you know, I would specifically like to see this yeah. player land here. You know what I mean? And then give a kind of explanation why. Gotcha. There you go. So next week we will be do- breaking down the quarterbacks, uh, the rookie quarterbacks and, you know, determining their fantasy value heading into the year. Um, obviously we won't know where they're going yet, but just what we think they could be. Uh, you know, it's funny, actually we'll talk, we'll we'll get into this, but Zach Wilson has been rumored to go into the jets. Mm -hmm. However, the jets on their, uh, webpage have Sam Darnold on their ticket. Uh, you know, like buy, buy their season tickets, like kind of interesting. So Definitely something you, you we're gonna you know we'll we'll talk about. Yes, sir. But until next week, peace out, guys. All right, peace, y'all.